Hello, my name is Wayne Jones. Welcome to Three More Minutes About Sam. And this week's episode is called A Couple of Books and Surprises. So, one of the books I've received this week was the complete newest scholarly edition of all the letters of uh, Sam Johnson. And I'm going to read uh, three of them. And this is the first one, and this is actually the first one in the collection. It's dated 30th October 1731, when Sam would have been uh, 22 years old. He's writing to someone named uh, Gregory Hickman, who's the, uh, uh, a distant member in his family. Sir, I have so long neglected to return you thanks for the favors and assistance I received from you at Starbridge that I'm afraid you have now done expecting it. I can indeed make no apology but by assuring you that this delay, whatever was the cause of it, proceeded neither from forgetfulness, disrespect, nor ingratitude. Time has not made the sense of the obligation less warm or the thanks I return less sincere. But while I am acknowledging one favor, I must beg another, that you would excuse the omission of the verses you desire. Be pleased to consider that versifying, that versifying against one's inclination is the most disagreeable thing in the world, and that one's own disappointment is no inviting subject, and that though the desire of gratifying you might have prevailed over my dislike of it, yet it proves upon reflection so barren that to attempt to write upon it is to undertake to build without materials." As I am yet unemployed, I hope you will, if anything should offer, remember and recommend, sir, your humble servant, Sam Johnson. The second letter is a letter from Sam to his wife, his wife of about four or five years. At the time, Sam is about 30, and she's been injured, and he's writing to, uh, to talk to her about that. Dearest Teddy, after hearing that you are in so much danger, as I apprehend from a hurt on a tendon, I shall be very uneasy till I know that you are recovered, and beg that you will omit nothing that can contribute to it, nor deny yourself anything that may make confinement less melancholy. You have already suffered more than I can bear to reflect on, and I hope more than either of us shall suffer again. One part, at least, I have often flattered myself we shall avoid for the future. Our troubles will surely never separate us more. If M does not easily succeed in his endeavors, let him not scruple to call in another surgeon to consult with him. You may have two or three visits from Ranby or Shipton, who is said to be the best for a guinea, which you need not fear to part with on so pressing an occasion, for I can send you twenty pounds more on Monday, which I received this night. I beg, therefore, that you be more regard my happiness than to expose yourself to any hazards. I still promise myself that many happy years from your tenderness and affection, which I hope sometimes our misfortunes have not yet deprived me of. David wrote to me this day on the affair by Rene who is at least become a kind of favorite among the players. Mr. Fleetwood promises to give a promise in writing that it shall be the first next season if it cannot be introduced now, and Chetwood, the prompter, is desirous of bargaining for the copy and offers 50 guineas for the right of printing after it shall be played. I hope it would at length reward me for my perplexities. Of the time which I have spent from thee, and of my dear Lucy and other affairs, my heart will be at ease on Monday to give a particular account. 
especially if a letter should inform me that thy leg is better, for I hope you do not think so unkindly of me as to imagine that I can be at rest while I believe my dear Teddy in pain. My dear girl, Teddy, in these rambles upon which I have been forced, that has not contributed to confirm my esteem and affection for thee, though that esteem and affection only contributed to increase my unhappiness when I reflected that the most amiable woman in the world was exposed by my means to miseries which I could not relieve. I am, my charming love, yours, Sam Johnson. Lucy always sends her duty and my mother her service. So just for the record, the Irene play that he's talking about there and hoping to get money and get to put on and everything, uh, this is 1740. Uh, when he went to London in 1737, he had that play with him, uh, unfinished, I think. And this is 1740, the play would not be produced for another nine years, and it would last for nine nights, so it would still be quite a wait. And finally, the third letter is written on January 14th, 1756, to a writer named Elizabeth Carter. And this is a writer who was excellent and was someone who uh, Sam had a lot of respect for, even to the extent that she was one of the very, very few writers that were allowed to contribute to his Rambler essays uh, four years before. So he's uh, he's uh, writing to her. From the liberty of writing to you, if I have been hitherto deterred by the fear of your understanding, I am now encouraged to it by the confidence of your goodness. I am soliciting a benefit for Miss Williams, and beg that if you can by letters influence any in her favor, and who is there whom you cannot influence, you will be pleased to patronize her on this occasion. You see, the time is short, and as you were not in town, I did not till this day remember that you might help us, or recollect how widely and how rapidly light is diffused. To every joy is appended a sorrow. The name of Miss Carter introduces the memory of Cave. Poor dear Cave, I owed him much, for to him I owe that I have known you. He died, I am afraid, unexpectedly to himself, yet surely unburthened with any great crime, and for the positive duties of religion. I have yet no right to condemn him for neglect. I am with respect, which I neither or owe nor pay to any other madam, your most obedient and most humble servant, Sam Johnson. Just a little background of what's going on there. The cave he refers to is Edward Cave, and he was the uh, the owner of the Gentleman's Magazine, uh, which was one of the first magazines of any kind to be published uh, in England. And it's where Sam worked when he first arrived uh, in um, in London, doing all sorts of kind of hack work and uh, associated writing and that sort of thing. So he's he's uh, grateful to Cave for giving him sort of a basis in his career, you know, just sort of starting off. And Cave did publish some uh, important things of him as, his as well. So he still says it has affection for Cave. Uh, when, he, when you first met him in 1737, and here we are almost 20 years later, and he speaks affectionately of him. And those are three letters from Sam Johnson. Um, as you can see, the diction is uh, slightly elevated. They sound rather formal in a certain kind of way. Part of that is the style, and part of that is just the sort of the conventions for letter writing at the time that are 
you know, very different from ours right now, very different from email, for example. One of the things I've always really liked, uh, you know, in the ending to the letter to Elizabeth Carter, where he says, I am with respect, which I neither owe nor pay to any other madam, your most obedient and most humble servant, Sam Johnson. It seems really over the top and obsequious, but it's just the way that a lot of letters were ended uh, back then. Sort of the equivalent of our yours sincerely, which in a certain way doesn't mean anything in a, in a funny kind of way. But this is, uh, this is how letters were, uh, were ended back then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Three More Minutes About Sam. I'll talk to you again next week.